we got another day of NBA action. And with FanDuel, every night is a watch party. So it's time for your FanDuel crew to make their bets. So, what's the move tonight, gang? You know that new customers who bet $5 get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Woohoo! We're heating up, fam. Bet all the stars with all your friends and make every moment more only on FanDuel. New customers bet $5, get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Make every moment more with FanDuel. It goes down in the dim. It go down. It go down in the dim. 21 plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus vest that expires seven days after receipt. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. On the new podcast, American Criminal, you'll learn about the fraud, theft, and murder that marks the dark side of the American dream. Like the Menendez murders, was it two greedy kids who killed their parents for money, or is there more? Listen to American Criminal wherever you get your podcasts. If you will consent to burden your soul with a vow that you should never make and a knowledge you should never dream about, I will promise you in return... You will promise me in return... I will promise you a very entertaining evening. Your offer is far too idiotic to be declined. Permit me here and now to promise as a good comrade and a fellow artist... But I will not report any of this, whatever it is, to the police. Because I love to say it, it rolls off the tongue. The definitive step-by-step <laughs> dance guide for warlord necromancers and enthusiasts. It's so, you're leaning into the weird a little. Yeah, yeah. Suddenly. <laughs> 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 but rolling. Welcome to Abandoned Albums, the documentary podcast. Each week, your intrepid hosts, Keith R. Higgins and Jeff Calhoun, talk to artists about albums that may have been overlooked or forgotten. Keith and Jeff dig deep into the record crates to unearth the albums you may not even know existed. They also shine a light on and chat with up-and-coming artists whose work we here at Thunderlove Studio have on repeat. Since we're all strangers to each other, let's get acquainted with a drink, shall we? The advent of digital has made new music discovery so much easier. But it also, I think, your your sensitivity to greatness dulls because there's so much new music. So when I find an artist, especially when it's something that you can sense youth in, when you can tell, like, this person 
is is at the beginning of their creative journey. And here's this band, Cool Sorcery. And I was like, all right, I'll, I'll lend it an ear. And it instantly went on like every mixtape, every best of 2022. Uh, the song Detonation that I, I just wore out, man. If it had been a cassette, I would have I would have worn out the tape. This band, for sure, it scratches a specific itch for me. I, I, I love I love the ADD element of it. You know, this this guy is all about the two minute songs. I, I, I love the weirdo stuff that you pick up yeah. and go, well, that's <laughs> that was a strange change, but I liked it. I like the the dancey element combined with the weird like industrial element and the punk element and the bedroom production. Some, sometimes bedroom production sounds great, and if you've got somebody that has a little bit of talent, and this guy does. So Brazilian artist, very fun to discover someone from another country. Interesting to me for sure, yeah. That I get such strong dev- early Devo vibes from this guy and felt like it must be a direct influence and then find out maybe you don't have to be a Devo fan to channel Devo energy (laughs) in a way that is fresh and great. Yeah. Those quick, powerful Cool in ways that like... In and out. I I bounced it off certain friends and was getting great feedback in, in like obscure references. You know, like one one friend of mine listened to Cool Sorcery and said, "Oh, I hear this like Halloween themed surf rock band," and I was like, "Oh, oh, okay, cool, cool, yeah." Oh, that's so- I, I guess I could see that. And then you know, some of the song titles and the album titles are just great. <laughs> so we we'll, we will get into that. We're gonna ask about yes. all of those things and more in this episode of Abandoned Albums. Stick around for our conversation with Cool Sorcery. Hi, Marcos. Hey, guys. Can you hear How me? Good. You sound great. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Like there's if if there's any lag or something like that, just let me know. So we should we should say up front uh, if there is any potential lag. Uh, Marcus is joining us from Brazil tonight. Yeah, let's jump in uh, because cool sorcery. Mark, uh, make sure I'm pronouncing it right. Marcos Assis. Yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> All right, well done, Jeff. Yeah, um, <laughs> but Marcus is uh, the one man band, Cool Sorcery. You had a, a, a insane 2022. This is this is oh. a project that's just barely in its infancy and yet you had four releases four big releases in 2022 yeah for sure man it's it's been crazy like i've didn't like when i first released my first ep uh, i was expecting like for my <laughs> only my three friends to to hear and suddenly all these people came to 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 hear this this stuff and i you know, it's been crazy, man. You had, tell me which one was first. Win, Intergalactic, Void Boys, Definitive Step by Step, or With Love? What What is the order of those four? Yeah, so the first one was When. And it was funny because With Love Maggie, the, the album that came after, uh, 
I only made that almond because the first one got so many, not so many views, but it got like so, such attention that I felt like so hyped about it. And I ended up making with Love Megging like one week and like not completely like ready to release. <laughs> like I, all the songs that that are in with Love Maggie, like I, I prepared in one in one week, but yeah, the uh, first unbelievable. Week, yeah, 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 one week, <laughs> and I got so lucky because I released when like wanting nothing. Uh, like I said, I was expecting expecting only my three friends to listen to it, and this guy from Poland, he runs a music YouTube YouTube channel, which he finds stuff on Bandcamp and he posts on his YouTube channel. So somehow he saw my album and my EP and he posted that album, the, the EP on his channel. That's great. And when I found out about that, I was like shocked. You know, I was expecting three people to listen to my stuff and, you know, there's 2,000 people that listen to that video so i got so hyped so hyped and i made everything like all the other releases i made super fast because i was super hyped <laughs> like with love maggie like i said i was eating one week and then as i was making with love maggie i was also making void boys which was the the next release and after that, it was uh, the step-by-step -step dance guide, which I, I don't think I need to <laughs> say the entire name of the thing. No, no, no. It's it's worth repeating many times. <laughs> it's, it so, is one of my favorite release titles. <laughs> the definitive step-by-step -step dance guide for Warlord Necromancers and Enthusiasts. <laughs> that was my last 2022 release. Yes. And... <laughs> way to go out, way to go out with a bang. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah, man, that, that that was the the order of the releases. It, it, it was all because of hype. <laughs> because I was really pumped about people listening to my stuff every day. It's a tremendous amount of enthusiasm to carry oh, you yeah. through four <laughs> releases. Keith and I are are always looking to one up one another with you know our, our latest musical discovery and uh, I'm sure we all have friends like that you know the, the people that you're like hey check this band out um, mm -hmm. I, I sent cool sorcery to a friend just to kind of get a, a vibe check and he said oh my god it reminds me of the ghastly ones now mm. not a not a household name the ghastly ones oh. <laughs> <laughs> but connoisseurs of the genre would know them as sort of a horror punk um, surf rock band. So you've got like mm. that reverby twang on the guitars that drives a lot of the, the ventures and Dick Dale. You've got some of the, the Halloween spooky themes that drive something like the groovy ghoulies. And it's kind of there, there in the middle. And I thought, you know, cause I think the song that I sent him was potion for you. Okay.
wasn't even a song off of the definitive step-by-step dance guide for warlords necromancers and enthusiasts <laughs> yeah. which i would read the title and go oh they're kind of you know <laughs> they've got a thing no i i sent him something from from with love maggie and he goes oh it's the ghastly ones they sound great um so i'm curious to start pulling some threads on influences and and see if surf rock is something that is informing you when you write your music oh for sure uh, including Dick Dale <laughs> is one of my absolute heroes. And it's actually funny because back when I was starting to make my own stuff um, for Cool Sorcery, um, I I was into bands like Fiddler, uh, mostly punk rock, garage rock things, uh, bass drum of death. Those were like my favorites. So my first songs for Cool Sorcerer was actually very influenced by those bands, recent bands, you know. And but they did not make it through the official thing because it was only when my friend from high school um, showed me at a, a, about. The OCs. I don't know if you guys ever heard it. I could hear some OCs influence in, in you. Yeah, definitely, man. It shocked me completely when I first heard it, and I was totally blown away by what John Dwyer do with his songs, album after album. Like it's a total different thing, and that inspired me a lot to, you know, like get a better view of what can I do for my my music, you know? Like, think more freely rather than sticking to one genre, you feel me? Like, totally. The first songs was always, was like, all garagey rock and stuff. But after, like, hearing to, to the OCs and um, King Gizzard, whatnot, and... I was like, these dudes, like, they can make anything sound good and they can, like, do whatever they want with their sound, which, and we will sound like them, you know, somehow. So I wanted to, to get this, 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 this kind of feel to my, my songs, you know, my, my releases, uh, not like sticking to one type of sound. You can't get away with the crunch because the crunch always gives you away. Your music does something for me 
that is a little bit nostalgic. And I've got to be twice your age, Marcus. I, I'm yeah. taking a guess here. <laughs> I'm as Gen Z as it can get. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> so so um, I yeah. go back to, and Keith, do you remember the first time you heard the very first Devo record? And it opens with Uncontrollable Urge, which, you know, then was kind of a weird throwaway track, but now because it's been in so many commercials and, you know, it's, it's become sort of a global phenomenon. Like you can't not hear. Yeah. 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 Right. Like I am taken back to 1978 Devo through your music. And, and, you know, here you are like, no, no, it's all like modern stuff, but I totally hear it. Mostly. Yeah. Yeah. Like back when I, Back when I was just a little child, I, I remember my father had this uh, this CD player where you could put three CDs on it, you know? And it was crazy. It was very awesome. And I remember I, I always, like every day I would hear to the same three, three same CDs. It was... Nirvana, I think, the Nevermind uh, CD, and Red Hot Chili Peppers, which I forgot the name of the album. That's all right. But no, it's Californication, yeah. Okay, <laughs> and okay. Dancing with Ronald McDonald's. <laughs> what? From, yep. It was like this city. McDonald's has released like I think in 2005 I don't know for and <laughs> it got this really like childish childish tunes mm. and I would like to listen to it right after Nirvana <laughs> and, <laughs> <Russian papers. laughs> and like every day man every day that yeah. makes total sense so <laughs> yeah and and how flippin' wild that I can say listening to Nirvana and dancing with Ronald McDonald makes sense. <laughs> I want to talk about the song Detonation because this is this was the song, Keith, for me.
and this came out in December, so we're talking seven months ago. I saw it on somebody's end of the year, like these are my favorite songs of, of the year list. Checked it out, I was like, this is amazing. It is it is Devo meets the white stripes, like it is spazzy punk. And then about halfway through the song, you flip a switch and go someplace very Ronald McDonald-y. <laughs> Yeah, (laughs) it's the Triforce man. It was Nirvana, Red Hot, Red Hot, and McDonald's. I love it. I absolutely love it. And that song, uh, if it's got a hundred thousand spins on Spotify, man, I'm probably half of them. I can't get enough of that tune. (laughs) Yeah, it's. I don't know if I'm if I'm sober enough to talk about why I did this (laughs) this track because. It's a very funny backstory. It has a very funny backstory. It, it shouldn't exist. It shouldn't be in that album. But it was this one thing that happened in my life that <laughs> made me do it. And, it was, it, and it's super silly. I, I don't know if I'm ready to talk about this. Oh, man. You gotta, you're got you on Abandoned Albums my, podcast, man. You got to share it. I don't know. It must be some, some Destiny shit because the it's my most listened uh listened music on spotify right now mm. and and actually one of my favorites to do it so and it got like that vibe that i was describing uh earlier which you can mix like a lot of stuff in one track and my next releases are like most of it is going to be following that same path, you know, um, switching between genres in the same song, same song, Mm -hmm. and, you know, stuff like that. I I really love, like, playing with those things, you know, and and not be sticking to just one type of, genre like i i know most most of my stuff is more punk sided but i like to play with a lot of things what what would you say you do here you are described as a prolific lo-fi genius (laughs) i i don't know i I wouldn't go that far (laughs) um you're also described as uh or, or introduced as producer Marcos Assis. Do you see yourself as a producer ahead of being a, a musician or an instrumentalist? Yeah, for sure. I think <laughs> I've studied more stuff about production than learning instruments in my life. I remember uh, like taking a few classes of, of the drums when I was like 12, but for all the other instruments like guitar, the keyboards, and and singing, I I did all by ear, you know, by finding it out how to do it by myself. And but production, it's a whole different beast, you know. There's so much to learn every day, and I don't know. I feel like I've spent more time learning about production stuff than than knowing what a scale is (laughs) but yeah man i think that's correct (laughs) i i feel like i'm I'm more of a producer than than an 
I don't know, an instrumental nerd. <laughs> it's funny. I, I, one of the notes that I have describing the music is spazzy. And I, I, won, I wonder if maybe that's uh, you being as Gen Z as it gets, as you say. <laughs> maybe I'm just a little older, but it's, uh, it, there's a, a real spastic energy sprinkled throughout the tunes. Are you, is this something you take out and perform live with? Because I imagine there's a hell of energy to that. Yeah, it certainly is spazzy. And it's certainly because I'm Gen Z, <laughs> but it's certainly also certainly because I have ADHD. So, you know, <laughs> you mix everything and you got <laughs> cool sorcery. But yeah, live, man, playing live, um, it's, it's a different beast also because one thing is you being in your bedroom, doing your thing and you're you're the king of the world you know <laughs> where once you go go on stage it's it's a different stuff it was a challenge at first because i had to to play like three instruments at the same time and and also sing so it was pretty wild to get the hang of it but it all works fine in the end. I guess it's like getting to practice and get out of the bedroom more. But it was it was intense. Like the the first rehearsals I had, I was kind of lost because there are songs that I use the synthesizer. There are songs that I use the harmonica, and while I was playing the, in the first rehearsals, I, I like I forgot the first rehearsal. I forgot to bring my harmonic, and I, as we we were playing, like there's this section. I think it was Sir Collins Castle, and we were playing, and then it coming this the, to the section that I need to play the harmonica, and I was like, oh, I forgot my harmonic <laughs> back in home. So there was so much stuff involved that I need to be aware, aware of, but it it all worked in the end. Marcos, let me let me ask you a question. What's the significance of the name "Cool Sorcery"? Like the the lyrics, they don't mean anything. <laughs> like it, it, <laughs> it's just nonsense. I I thought it was it sounded cool, so right. Let's use it, uh, but no, there's not a, a deep like meaning to it. It's just because I liked it how it sounded, and yeah. Speaking of the lyrics, it's it's the same thing. Like I, I'm not a very talkative person, so making like writing lyrics for me it's very difficult it's like it's like one of the most difficult parts uh when i'm doing a, a, a song so i use i use bedroom punk as an excuse because most of the bands that do bedroom punk you you can you can barely hear the vocals so i thought well 
if the listener can, can't hear the, the vocals, like they don't need to know what I'm singing. <laughs> so oh, I can write whatever the hell I want and mix it very muddy and very like uh, lo-fi, whatever. So that was my excuse to, to you know, co co write a few lyrics that don't have a very deep meaning to it. Well, I, I think you're being a little modest. You're you're a very fun follow on Instagram uh, because there's a lot of visualization that comes with these releases, and and um, you know, obviously you had four releases in one year. You've got a a nice stockpile of art to work with, but um, there, there's something to there's there's a vibe to cool sorcery. Yeah, for sure. Like I try to, I don't know, like make this build build a, a word around it, like the whole frog thing that I use in my profile picture to all the cover arts I do for the albums. Uh, not actually I do, my, my friend do. Um, I actually try to build a word around all of this and, you know, try to, to make something out of it. I don't know, like a story or something like that. It's there, man. Oh, it's definitely <laughs> there. I mean, it's... That's what makes the the band interesting. Is it's not just it's not just spazzy. There's some there's some craft to it. So let's talk about bedroom punk. Yeah, I was gonna ask because that's a new thing for me. I don't know what the fuck that is. Yeah. So bedroom punk it's it's a very recent um, genre subgenre of punk, I believe, and it's it. For me, like it first felt like a punk for losers, you know. So I I felt right right at home when I when I first heard it. I don't know like who the first person first band came up with um, th this name or this um, vibe that bedroom punk has, but. Yeah, I think I first heard it in 2020 and I was making like the first album for Cool Sorcerer was wasn't actually when it was a whole to total different thing it, it it has my like my inspirations were more like the ones I said earlier, like Fiddler, Bass Drum of Death, um, those guys, and it had a total, total different vibe to it and sound like I, I mix it differently from what it is today. And but once I, I heard Bedroom Punk for the first time, and it was all this, it's bad, but it's good, you know, sound. I I felt inspired to like make my songs in that vibe, you know, that lo-fi thing because I don't know I, I I think it was different and I was kind of fed up of the clean and 
uh, well-produced songs, <laughs> I don't know. And so I found Belgian punk and how it sounded like so weird and new that I f felt inspired to to mix my songs like uh, the bands I was listening. And, and, and yeah, I, I don't think I got much to say because it's a very new subgenre, I think. It's amazing. So, you know, we, Keith, we talk about that band Daisy where, you know, he, he talks about uh, making that entire record with one microphone in his bedroom, which still oh. blows my mind. It's, it sounds like that's almost a, a cottage industry. <laughs> like mm -hmm. all those groups that you've listed, Fiddler, Bass Drum of Death, um, you know, Turnstile probably to some extent. Yeah. Uh, you know, that it's, there's there's something to it definitely like I, I don't go as near as some bands go with the weirdness on the sound they 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 make once again because i love to say it it rolls off the tongue the definitive step-by-step -step <laughs> dance guide for warlord necromancers and enthusiasts it's so you're leaning into the weird a little yeah yeah definitely <laughs> <laughs> but i I've heard some some very weird stuff. Like, trust me, there are some bands that that really go wild out there, but <laughs> in this subgenre. Well, I think that's what's appealing. That's, so that's that's where I want to tip my cap to you. Is I think it's I think it's easy to crank out something that is listenable. I don't think it's easy to crank out something that really because you're you're probably working with a very minimal budget i would imagine yeah yeah definitely. and yet your record stands toe to toe with records that cost hundreds of thousands of dollars to make there's there's something to be said for the skill that you're bringing to the production element of it that that elevates the music i mean they're good tunes too like there's there's something fun and quirky and consistent because i like it would be one thing if i just liked detonation and kind of wrote this off as like, oh, cool, that guy wrote a good song. But as I go back and listen to the rest of it, I'm like, Potion for You, great song. Mud Surfer, great song. Um, you know, with and, and the, the most recent stuff with God Inside a Human Machine, which is also a little sci-fi and cool sounding. Yeah. Um, I feel like you got a little bit darker on some of your synth tones. And then a song like Cubit Wormhole, um, <laughs> It's it's just fun to say your song titles.
Yeah, the, 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 this last release, it's um, part of the split of a split I did with the Deer, which is a band, an internet band from USA. I totally like what we were first, the like when we were discussing what we were gonna do for, with this split, and you know the theme for it. Uh, we kind of landed in this synthy dark um, place, you know, that we wanted to make this this release. So, we, I, firstly, like I didn't, I, 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 I didn't want to put any guitars on it, only synths, you know, distorted synths, and even bass. Like I wanted to have only like bass synths, like really heavy stuff. And those were like the first tracks that I sent to them, to them. But in the end, I I end up like adding some guitars. I, I you couldn't I, help yourself. Huh? Couldn't help myself. <laughs> but yeah, it definitely got a, a darker tone, and I experiment a lot. Experimented a lot with since this time, because the other re- the older releases, I I I don't know. I have, only use it like in Oregon or something like that. But in this last one, I really like dig deep in the synth word and learn a bunch, a bunch of stuff, stuff, which in the end it did, it did, it did whatever's because I added a bunch of distortion and ended, ended up fucking up all the, the, <laughs> the, the stuff that the, 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 the the sample that I was doing with the synth, so yeah. Uh, when when you start to, as you say, fuck up the the tones, yeah, and uh, and apply distortion, you know, are you working with guitar pedals, synths, you know, modular synths? T- tell me some of your favorite gear right now. Yeah, so for DW, I I go with the one which I was introduced when I was fifteen when I first started getting to this world, which is FL Studio, which is a g- very Gen Z thing. <laughs> and yeah, I stick to it to to this day. And for like getting those distorted tones tones I I I often use guitar pedals and yeah, I, I've basically used distortion on everything. <laughs> the same pedal for, um, for for my vocals, for um, the guitars and synths and everything else. And and I think that's pretty much it. I don't. I like to play a lot with distortion and flangers. Yeah. Those those are like my go-to effects for when I'm doing something for a cool sorcery. It's always distortion and and a a phaser. So yeah, guitar pedals mostly. So, bedroom punk, 
something that sounds mostly self-contained, but you mentioned rehearsals and it sounded like maybe uh, for the live band, there's more than just you. Yeah. Yeah. So for the, for, for the live, I, I talked with my, with three friends I had, which played in other bands and, and also my brother that play, that's playing bass for me. And we got together and we started doing gigs and stuff. In the beginning, it was easy because they they already listened to my songs. But here in Brazil, it's kind of difficult to find people that are that vibe to the bedroom punk. <laughs> and yeah, I don't know because it's a kind of a new thing. Yeah. People here, I don't think, listen to it yet, but um, in the shows, people seem like they like it, I don't know. <laughs> but, yeah. See, you could have told me that in Brazil there is a, a uprising of bedroom punk and that it's common and you can find it on every corner. <laughs> and I would have believed you because I you know, I don't know. what What is... Give us a little more color on the scene there in Brasilia. There's no scene, <laughs> I believe, <laughs> yet. But, you know, there is punk rock scene that was always here. Um, but mostly mostly it's, it's just pop music, you know, uh, funk music. Um, the whole rock spectrum is it's kind of dying out you know but there's still people that listen to it and in, and go to to festivals to listen to to some bands but <clears throat> yeah i i hope i don't know i i inspired a few to to also make um more bedroom punk from brazil i believe or brazil and but yeah, I, I because I, I don't think I have ever heard um, another bedroom punk, punk band from here. But I haven't heard a bedroom punk band. Period. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you can see how how new is the thing. You seem like the type of dude that would be amazing to attend a a movie festival with. <laughs> like old, I could see you getting down on like old horror movies and stuff. Oh, that would be so fucking cool. Yeah, totally. Yeah, and and I figured it out. I know I know where I want to seat you in my brain, and that is in the middle of the Psycho Fest festival lineup uh, out in Las Vegas, in the middle of the whole like Ralph Steadman <laughs> acid trip, you know, splatter as many weird different uh, in inspirations as you can set it against a bunch of ladies in bikinis poolside <laughs> and, uh, and, and a couple dashes of heavy metal and punk rock and, and put yourself a festival on. That's, that's where I want to see your band. That sounds amazing. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> totally. <laughs> that's actually my picture of Brazil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> totally. Um, yeah, man. Like I, 
I hope to get festivals on 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 USA. It sounds incredible. <laughs> well, I'm totally sending this episode to the people at Psycho, which uh, is where I took my honeymoon. Thank you very much. <laughs> I'm, not I'm not touching that one. <laughs> um, what What is a day like? What's an average day like for you, Marcos? For our for your for us Americans, well, um, you're a musician. You work. You go to school. You're in college. Yeah. So I'm in college. Um, I'm a geologist, oh. and to do the same things at the same time, it's really hard, but I try to kind of separate my my day between, I don't know, I'll separate four hours to work with my music stuff, then go back to, to geology stuff, and... I don't know in in my free time when I have a free time or we're when we are in a holiday I spend the entire day doing music and stuff like this because yeah college right. <laughs> so I have to 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 you know any any free time I have I need to spend with music and I I have to be honest with you after listening to your work I am in no way surprised that you are studying geology. <laughs> and I mean that, I mean that in the best possible way. I mean, I think that's yeah. great. You know, had you told me you were like, I don't know, pre-dentistry, I might've been a little bit <laughs> disturbed, but I'm like, I, oh, could, I could see that one too. <laughs> that's on brand. I appreciate that. Cool. Yeah. It, it, it's a random thing. Like when I, when I say this to, to, to people, they, 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 they look a bit confused too. So, no, but but yeah. Have you been to the states ever? Your English is better than some people I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's sweet of you. But uh, no, I I've never been to the states before, actually, and I've never been out of Brazil before. Hmm. And yeah, like. I, I hope like soon we I, I can go to festivals and stuff, but as today I have never <laughs> stepped the foot out of Brazil. All right. And, well, Brazil's a pretty right. big country. It would, you know, oh yeah, yeah. A lot out there. Awesome. Yeah. Well, you're welcome here. You've had two solid fans: one in the northeast and one in the south. <laughs> it's true. Amazing. <laughs> it's true. Hey man. Um, uh, we've heard in four releases. That's like one every three months, man. That's wow. <laughs> such, yeah. such an output. Uh, over four releases. We've heard you flirt with punk and sometimes electro. Like there's one song that I was like, is he about to go off in some kind of like drum and bass direction with this shit? <laughs> There's there's weird like electro punk that leans into like the faint. Um, you've you've touched you 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 the palette that you paint from touches a lot of different colors. You you draw from many inspirations. I think you you were talking about refactoring from. I am. <laughs> yeah, I, I am. Yeah. Nice one. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, I love drum and bass actually, <laughs> but. 
what do you see as next for cool sorcery? So, yeah, man, I, it, I think it's soon, it's too soon to, to, to say, but I want to, to like experiment with more different stuff. I don't know, man. I, I just want to go crazy and keep experimenting with crazy things and all these crazy inspirations that drive me to make music, you know? Um, and I guess like being in, being in Brazilian, which you grown up listening to everything, um, that kind of influences me in my music because you get one day you hear somebody the next day you're here in USA punk rock then uh, from 80s punk rock and then it, it's just a mess and i love that and that for sure like influences my music so for the future like i want to keep experimenting with things and not sticking to one thing like ever but in a way which i i can still have that middle spot you know for my for for cool sorcery i think that's the interesting thing about other countries here in the states our radio is pretty homogenized but if you go outside <laughs> into other into other areas I, I mean i was in ireland once and listening to irish radio you could hear a wide swath of different genres yeah. it wasn't just pop it wasn't just dance it would go you know from it was so that's pretty cool growing up in in brazil you you hear all sorts of things i think you go to the you you i don't know you you go around the world the world man yeah and i don't know that's really fun to me and i'm i'm very grateful for my parents <laughs> to <laughs> for for presenting me for showing me so many music different music not not every kid grows up listening to Nirvana, the Red Hot Chili Peppers, and Ronald McDonald. <laughs> Dancing with Ronald McDonald, yeah. Oh, For man. Sure. Keith, I surely hope you can find a clip of that one, man. <laughs> Well, hey, man, I, I really do enjoy your perspective and uh, and the output. It's It's yeah. been super duper fun uh, listening to all of your jams for the past year. So I, I know that the pace that you're at cannot be sustained. We can't expect four releases a year, um, <laughs> but I, I am stoked to hear more from you. So keep doing what you're doing. Uh, it's yeah. it's working. It is cool. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll definitely keep keep doing it. Um, 
uh, like you said, I, I, I don't think I will do another year with four releases. <laughs> that was crazy. I, I'm for sure. I, I know this for a fact that I, that, that, that I lost at least five years of <laughs> from my life <laughs> because it was crazy. Like doing all that stuff last year, it was it was intense, <laughs> but sure. yeah. yeah, it's a it's an outrageous outpouring of inspiration. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that is true. Marcos, thank you very much. Yeah, this man, very enlightening. Thanks. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you, Keith and Jeff, to, to for having me. That was awesome. Absolutely, very sweet of you guys. Yeah, love having you. Hey, thanks again, man. This thank, was really yeah, fun. Thank- Thank you guys. Thank you guys Thank so much. Yeah, Thanks, absolutely. Marcos. See Take ya. care. Bye bye. Many thanks to Marcos for his time and for helping take the show global. Be sure to check out our show notes section for links to the Cool Sorcery socials, as well as their Bandcamp page. You will also find links to a bunch of the things that may have had you scratching your head during the episode. Our theme song is Rocket Sled by Blip. Abandoned Albums was recorded at Thunder Love Studios. Written and produced by Keith R. Higgins and Jeff Calhoun. Engineered and mixed by Steve Beasley with the help of Mike Hunt. Edited by AJ Royce. You heard the following cool sorcery songs during tonight's episode. Cruisin', Potion For You, Detonation, Cubit Wormhole, Refactoring, and Mud Surfing. You can stream the cool sorcery catalog wherever you stream your favorite music. And if you really want to make friends, be sure to visit their Bandcamp page and support independent artists. Original music by Mike Pellegrino. If you like what you've heard, please be sure to subscribe and leave us a rating. It really does help. Thanks for listening. At Twitter, we are at Abandoned Albums. And on Instagram, we are at Abandoned underscore Albums. Grazie. Daily Leaf. Rob Janicki. Mike Pellegrino. Therina Bella. Ronnie Barnett. S.W. Loudon. Michael Janicki. Peyton Janicki. And our executive producer. This is Thunderwolf. Abandoned Albums receives funding from the Vandalay Latex Group. Latex, the way it should be. And now, until we meet again next time, I remain as always obedient for yours. Abandoned Albums is a production of Paw Print Media.
What would you do to achieve the American dream? The big house, the happy family, the money. 911, what's your emergency? Would you put in the hours? Would you take a big swing? What's the problem? What's the problem? Would you lie? Would you cheat? Would I shop? Would I shop? Would you kill? Yes. From Airship, the studio behind American Scandal, comes a new true crime history podcast. I'm Jeremy Schwartz, and I'll be taking you inside the minds of some of our most notorious felons and outlaws, exploring the dark side of the American dream. In my new show, American Criminal, you'll meet the picture-perfect brothers who killed their parents, the thief who stole babies, the crypto king who siphoned off billions and plenty more. From assassins and gangsters to killers and con artists, whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the full story until now. Don't miss the debut season of American Criminal, The Menendez Brothers, beginning February 29th. Listen wherever you get your podcasts, or to get early ad-free access to the entire season first, plus hundreds of other ad-free history podcast episodes, subscribe at intohistory.com.